Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It is Tuesday. Toronto, what up? Yo, you you know, um, every morning, right? I get here early and and I watch everybody turn on their camera. In the last two days, I, I've noticed a, a different strut in Charlemagne's butt, right? And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to tell you why, because I know why. You know, we didn't say it yesterday, but I'm going to say it today. You know, Charlemagne won an Emmy. And ever since he won that Emmy and he posted that he won that Emmy two days ago, there's a different strut in your butt, bro. I just want to tell you that. I don't know where that came from. I don't know why. But you don't walk the same anymore. That is definitely not true, and the that reason that's not true is because uh, I have realized a long time ago that I am not my things. I have not thought about that since I posted it. I actually, uh, I, I don't feel like I want anything. That's my guy, Bakari Sellers, and uh, Emily, who created his documentary, While I Breathe, I Hope, which is a documentary about my man, Bakari Sellers, uh, when he ran for lieutenant governor of South Carolina in 2014. I didn't even know it was in uh, a... a, a Emmy Award, Southeast Emmy Award thing happening. I just got the mm -hmm. text like everybody else, but mm -hmm. I, I'm an executive producer that with my man um, Jed Canty and Dara Canty, and yes, we won an Emmy, but that has nothing to do with anything. But, you just like looking at my butt, sir. No, it's not. I, I, I noticed a different strut. I, you I watched, just I like looking at my butt. You just need any excuse. That's not getting true. A little getting a little strange, being that we're both married men. That's not true. There How do you see someone's butt when they're sitting down? You no, know, he walks. Like, true, he yeah. walks when he walks back to say, you know, to get his nope. drink or say something to his kids. Nope. nope. He's using his imagination. Where's the Men Too movement when we need it? All right. Huh? Well, shout to Andrew Gillum. I seen him on the. Uh, Drop one of clues bombs for a great segue. <laughs> Love a great segue in the morning. Uh, did y'all see him on the Tamron Hall show, buddy? Chance. I did see. Of Andrew. course. I saw Andrew. I, I texted Andrew yesterday. <laughs> what my did guy? You what the text say? Um, I actually told him, I said, Yo, you don't owe anybody any explanation, which I don't think any of us do, but we live in this world where, you know, you see all of these um, comments about yourself or comments about something that you may have done on social media. Everybody got an opinion, and sometimes we react to that. And I just feel like, you know, when it comes to situations like that, man, they're too difficult and too complicated to have in front of a mass audience. And I and I told him, don't you know, don't let nobody rush your healing process. You know, that's the other Although thing. I, Sometimes I feel like, like if he's trying to get back into politics now, you kind of do have to my, talk and address things. But that's my point. Don't rush your healing process. That just happened. That that situation happened in what? March, I think? It was earlier this year, definitely. Yeah, right it's after only Super Bowl, September. I believe. Yeah, right after Super it's Bowl. Like, it's, 
like rushing back from an injury when you when you a player just because you want to play. Sometimes, well, maybe, you know, or maybe he's ready to rock more. and roll. Maybe he's ready yeah, to get maybe, back out there. Maybe he's maybe. ready to talk about it. Maybe, but I doubt it. I think I think we force people. I think we force people to speak sometime when they're not ready. But what do I know? Maybe this is something that he's been dealing with for, and his wife has been dealing with for way longer than we know about it. Possibly. That's true. I just don't think everything got to play out in the public. Nobody owes anybody anything. I really feel that way. You are correct. But when people support you and they follow you, they ride for you, and something happens, they want to know because they supported you. They stood by you. So when something like that happens, you know, when you're ready, you should address your When you're ready. help you. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Well, Pastor Michael Todd will be joining us this morning. Yes, indeed. Pastor Michael Todd has a, a huge following. He has he has a new book out now too. I think what's what's the name of the book? Relationship, Relationship goals. goals. Relationship goals. Yes, That's right. So we'll kick yes. it with him in a little bit, and then we got front page news. What are we talking about, Yeezy? Ooh, let's talk about life on other planets. They are saying that perhaps um, there's some signs of life in Venus's clouds. Oh, you didn't see the UFO flying over New Jersey yesterday? Oh, we're going to talk about that also. The wheel, baby. The wheel is here. Oh, my goodness. I feel so comfortable. I love it. Do you? All right. Yep, I I heard it it outside my house this morning. I didn't get up to go look, but I knew that's what it was. How'd you know that was what it was? Did they call your name? I, did, I, I just knew. I, I, it did, kind of. I can't I can't explain how it did, but it, it did. I, I, I just knew it was the will, so I, I feel good this morning. Let's go. All right. Well, we'll get into that when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's go. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. But let's get in some front page news. Where we starting today, Yee? Well, let's start with astronomers saying there's a potential sign of life in our neighbor, Venus, on another planet. And they said that there may be bizarre microbes living in the sulfuric acid-laden clouds of the hothouse planet. So uh, according to several experts, they're saying that this could potentially be true, but it's also far from the first proof of life on another planet. And... You know, I don't know. Let's put that with the fact something. that they said there was an alleged UFO spotting in New Jersey. I've told y'all this a million times on this radio. Of course there's life on other planets. To think otherwise is the highest level of arrogance. All you have to do is look around Earth and see how diverse life is on Earth. It's things in the water. It's things in the sky. It's things in the woods. It's things in the jungle. People in other on other continents, you know, look and move different. You think the universe isn't as diverse? <laughs> Come on. So you really think... A UFO was hovering over Jersey yesterday. I, I don't see why you, you you would not think that. Yeah, listen, by the way, we're aliens to somebody. We're extraterrestrials to somebody. We sitting around calling calling other people planets things that's not even the name of the planet. That's Mars. What if they don't right. call Mars Mars on Mars? Yeah. <laughs> what well, if they don't call Venus I, Venus on Venus? But the UFO was up there for how long? I seen a video for like seven, eight minutes, right? Ten minutes. So we don't send an aircraft up there to check it out, to follow them or nothing? Well, I can tell you. Think you think we just have an here. aircraft on deck? Yeah, they you usually have aircrafts on deck. I thought they usually do. You're just going to pull up it. to a UFO? Yes, pull up. What's up? What's going on, my, my G? All What's right. up? Okay. You have good? You, have, you ever seen, have you ever seen any UFO movies, sir? You know you know how that usually ends. Okay. Okay. Well, Every well, alien, alien is not E.T. Exactly. E.T. was pretty friendly. <laughs> but E.T. may just want to phone home. I don't know. All right, but okay. Sorry. All right, now, Donald Trump, during a a briefing on the California wildfires, says that climate change is not playing a role in these wildfires that are overtaking forests across the West Coast. Here's what he said. It'll start getting cooler 
You just watch. I wish science agreed with you. <laughs> hey, well, I don't think science knows, actually. When trees fall down after a short period of time, about 18 months, they become very dry. They become really like a matchstick. It also leaves. When you have years of dried leaves on the ground, it's really a fuel for a fire. They also have to do cuts. I mean, people don't like to do cuts. So if you do have a fire and it gets away, you'll have a 50-yard cut in between. So it won't be able to catch to the other side. They don't do that. <laughs> I mean, it is going to start getting cooler, though. I mean, it's does, already started getting cooler. It's he like does science September. like my, you my just six-year-old. Watch. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't mind <laughs> my six-year-old. It's going to get a lot of colder, Dad. You just watch. It's just that's mean, something I, Jackson would say. Well, both of us got on crew next right now. That- how can how can you tell the experts that it is not climate change that has anything to do with these wildfires? I mean, that's something that they've been studying. That's what they the do for a living. And got, you just, I thought the wildfires were started by a gender reveal. There's some fireworks. Well, first of all, there's you know there's wild there's wildfires in more than just right there. They've been all over. Mm. And they said the air is so full of smoke in Seattle, San Francisco, and in Portland. They said those are the three worst air qualities of any big cities in the world. Yeah. All, all I know is I got a crew neck on right now because it's gotten colder. It was chilly all weekend here in New Jersey. Okay. It wasn't that bad on the weekend, but it got chilly this morning. It was cold this morning. Yeah, so anyway, uh, pay attention to all of that. And you didn't do your um, NFL scores, Envy. I know the uh, Giants no. played last night. He did it on no. purpose. He, 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 there was no he, reason he to do it NFL scores. Yes, his, his Giants. Do, do you suck. care about what happened in, in, in uh, football last night, E? Yeah, I care because you're a Giants fan. The Giants okay. lost, all right? What else you want to know, huh? Giants lost okay. last night, which sucks. I don't know don't who played after them. I went to sleep. Don't All say right, that dude. with such uh, disgust in your voice. You know your team sucks. <laughs> the we, look, we look good the, the, first, the first quarter. And the Titans beat the Broncos 16-14. We look good the first quarter. First quarter, I said, okay, we, we might be <sighs> And then I did absolutely that, and we wound up losing. All right, but get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up right now. Again, 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. I want to talk to you, Charlamagne. I'm here. Okay. Yes. Okay. I want to know what's going on with all of these compliments and sexual jokes that you be throwing at DJ Envy. You hear him, right? The underlying attraction going on, and yep. I heard you this morning where you were saying, talking about Andrew, and you know, you feel like he should speak to the people who supported him and stand by his side about the truth when he's ready. Mm-hmm. I feel like you should talk to us about it when you're ready. You know, tell us the truth about your <laughs> attraction to DJ and B, and let us know what's going on because. We think about this every morning when you throw a joke or you throw a compliment at him. I always well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I I think that it's I think that it's an even give and take because if you were listening this morning, who bought up whose butt first? I just said he had a different walk because he won an Emmy. I was trying to give him a compliment, like saying he had a different type of you know. It's like okay, even though he does say things, it's like you're waiting for him to say something so that you can come back. I agree. That you probably wanted to say from the get-go. No, he's a starter. He's just, he's just a. No, nope. He's a starter. I'm a finisher. That's all it boils down to. 
So you like know, I tell everybody, talk about it. But it and and I agree with so. you. It's it's very awkward for me sometimes with the two of them with their back and forth and the tension uh, in the room. A back and forth. It is a back and forth. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you, That's Mama, for calling is. in. Hopefully, one day he'll step it up, all right? Yeah, one day. Thank you, guys. You Love see you. NB? You, you hear NBE what? still trying to get me to step what? up? I'm not saying any. I just, anyway. Hello, who's step this? Step out. Good morning. Hey, what's up, brother? Hey, I want to weigh in on this uh, alien topic, man. Talk what to me. Think? Let's talk about the wheel. Let's talk about the wheel. All right, so a couple years ago, I was walking in the park, right? And uh, Where you from, first of all? Where you I, from? I'm from Augusta, Georgia. Oh, Georgia. Okay, go ahead. Right. So I was walking in the park, and I just so happened to look up, and I seen, like, I seen this, like, it was the shape of a plane-ish, but, like, triangle-ish. But you could see, like, the outline of the, of the of whatever it was. But it was flying, and it was flying fast, too. Like, I don't know no plane that fly that low or anything that could fly, you know what I'm saying, over a park in Georgia. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. like, so, um, yeah, so, so I'm just walking... And when I look up, and I'm talking about when I say that thing was moving, bro, it was like moving extremely fast, and it was like a it was like a quiet jet engine. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Okay. So like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I didn't I didn't put my phone on to record because I mean, like it's a spacecraft. What am I? I'm scared. I you know they're going to abduct me or what? You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> nothing to be afraid of. What's the, what's what's wrong with a little know? abduction? What's wrong with a little abduction and a little anal probing? What? I don't know about that one. I'm good on that one. Uh, I'm bad. <laughs> All right. Thank you, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello. Who's this? Hi. My name is Kim. Hey, Kim, get it off your chest, mama. Okay, well, first of all, I just wanted to say that I love all of y'all individually, like the work that y'all do. I really appreciate this morning show. I'm always listening to it, always watching y'all on YouTube. Um, Thank you, you, Queen. Yeah, you're welcome. And I really just wanted to um, spread a message of kindness and just remind everybody we got enough hate going on with the current situation in this country. And a lot of people are really suffering from mental health issues. And I think mm-hmm. that we should all just try to be a little more kind to each other. So that's really all I had to say. And I want to shout my wife out. Her name is Karina. Hey, Karina. Hey, Karina. What's happening, How Karina? Mar- How long y'all been married? Yeah, that's, uh, we've actually been married two years now, but we've been together for like eight years. We've been nice. together since we were really young. Yeah. Okay. Well, shout out to you, Karina. And thank you for calling with all that positivity this morning. Of course. Thank you, guys. Hello. Who's this? Hello. Hello. Hey, what's your name, bro? Hey, I'm Corey. What's up, guys? Corey, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Hey, listen, man. I'm totally convinced that this president of ours is purposely trying to lose the election, which is a great thing. But this is like the worst (laughs) time for anybody that's white to be white. I'm so glad that I'm a black man living on planet Earth. I mean, shouldn't think about uh, it. Shouldn't think about it. Some of the things that come out of this man's mouth is horrific. Yesterday, I'm a we bi- did the interview with the with the guy, you know, talking about the forest fires, and yeah, you'll see, it'll get cooler and all that type of rhetoric. I've never in my life, in my life, have ever heard of such an ignorant Caucasian on planet Earth. It, here's the thing, though. It's so interesting that people get upset at Donald Trump for being a bad president. 
you do realize before he was president, he was the executive producer of Celebrity Apprentice. If I get in a plane and you hear about Charlemagne crashing the plane, the first thing you're going to say is, why the hell was Charlemagne driving a plane? That's what we should be saying about exactly. this country. <laughs> okay? He has no business being where down. he is. I am so embarrassed. I am so embarrassed. You know what's crazy? There's still people out here who, who support him. Yeah, there's a I lot know. of people that still support they're him. They're going to ride or die. Re regardless, they'll go down with the plane. They'll go down. And they're, st they and, the and they're stupid. Such such, they're going to go with them. Because of their they they put, too, let the pride no. go and face reality. <laughs> let that pride go, people, and face reality. This is the dumbest, the ignorant white man on planet Earth I have ever come across. And I'm embarrassed just, to be an American sometimes dealing with this, this, this thing that we're dealing with. I just want America to know who they put in the driver's seat. The executive producer of Celebrity Apprentice. Okay? That's it. Yeah, that says it all. He's, he's, supposed to be, he's supposed to be doing a bad job. If he was being a, do, doing a good job or a half-decent job, we'd be pleasantly surprised. But we, man, expect it. we didn't expect him to do anything. Of this magnitude, man. God bless America. God bless the white people. Jump on board. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? This is Tracy. Good morning, Breakfast Club. Good morning, Tracy. How you doing this morning? I can't complain. I could, but who cares about that? Goddamn right. That's right. So what's going on? What, what, get it off your chest, mama. Well, I just want to encourage people. Um, with this pandemic, uh, you're, you have to reflect and you have to make a lot of decisions. And sometimes you might acquire a skill because you have time to do it. My flute playing has enhanced and has improved to the point where I'm offered jobs to play flute. So in all things give thanks, you never know. You might acquire a new skill. You might network, meet new people. There's, you, know, there's, you have to stay positive and just always be striving even in the midst of this crazy pandemic. That's so you learned to play the flute during this pandemic? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you know, Irish flute. I she, like she called music. before. She, she she gets busy on the flute. You want to play him a flute? You want to play him a song on your flute? I can, all right, uh, I can, uh, let me give you a little Game of Thrones. All right, okay. Damn, now, hold on, hold on a second. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Hey. All right. Okay. All right. Well, th well thank now, you. Thank now, you for giving us that. Do me a favor. Do me a favor, Queen. Smell, s smell the inside of your flute, because I know you ain't brushed your teeth yet this morning. So smell the inside. Uh, no. <laughs> I rinsed some. I, I did a mouthwash. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. After I eat breakfast, <laughs> I officially brush my teeth. All okay. Right. Well, okay. Thank you for calling, Mama. Okay. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way. Ye? Yes, we're gonna talk about a reality show star. She says that she smells her husband's underwear. And checks all of his text messages just to make sure he's not cheating. Jeez. All right, we'll get into that next. Underwear. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, The Real Housewives of Potomac was on Sunday night. And by the way, this franchise is uh, really shaping up nicely this season. I am a big fan of this particular one. Yeah, I watched and, it Yeah, and one thing that happened is Ashley, by the way, who was pregnant with her second child, uh, she's been getting all types of information that her husband is having an alleged affair outside of their marriage. If you watched last season, you know he was accused of uh, inappropriately touching one of the crew members who was a man, and so now he's accused of being at a strip club and then being in a hotel, 
so on and so forth. Well, here is what his wife Ashley has to say about these allegations. I know you ask like direct questions, but do you ask like indirect questions? I don't just ask questions, Candace. I read emails, text messages, I sniff underwear, everything. What the hell is uh, sniffing the fruit of the looms going to do? In the era I grew I up in, I heard a woman women saying they would sniff the penis when you came home, but what's sniffing the underwear going to do? Same difference. Well, where does your penis go? Yeah, your penis goes your back in the underwear. No, you ain't. You don't. You're not wearing underwear when you're having sex. That's the first thing you're taking off. But you put them on. People take showers and then they can smell if your if your penis is too fresh. Or if your penis smells like another vagina. Yes, ladies, uh, that is a great way to find out if something's a little bit off. If he comes home I, smelling like he just showered. Man, that's 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 an old that's an old wise tale as well. I've heard that. Like, I don't know if that's an old wise tale. Oh, definitely is. Sniffing the penis. Uh, they come home smelling like a soap in the shower. Oh, that's old school ways of uh, seeing if your man was cheating. Absolutely. Yeah. No, an old wise tale means it's not necessarily true. It is pretty true. Oh, that you well, can I, I tell, saying, and that's why I was, and guys I, do I, things I was like they about buy the same I, soap. Oh, I was literally speaking about old wives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what I was talking about. <laughs> it can be All old right. Well, another another Real Housewives news: Leah McSweeney, who is a new fan favorite on the news, uh, the franchise. Oh, I know Leah. Real Housewives. That's your girl. Yeah, me yeah, too. Leah. That's what I was gonna say. I was gonna get to that. From the Real Housewives of New York, you know, they're saying that she's holding out because she felt like the new offer that Bravo was giving her was terrible. And people love Leah. She really brought some life into this new uh, season of she the did. Real Housewives made, of New York She made York the new City. season a lot younger and she made it a little, a little funner. So, yeah, they, they she should definitely funner. hold out. I don't know if that's now, a word, but sources, she made it more fun. They said last season she was getting 3000 per episode so she deserves a huge pay raise and they didn't offer that to her leah actually used to be one of the hosts on lip service back in the day I no, when i was doing it I had, as serious i had no idea leah was on uh any of these real housewives franchises listen she just started and she is amazing on there she jumped naked in the pool through tiki torches yeah she, she gets is, drunk and gets goals crazy What's crazy is that Leah hasn't been drinking for such a long time, for as long as I've known her. Well, she's back. I guess, yeah, she's back now. So every now and then she has a drink and it gets a little bit spiraling out of control. But I saw she's uh, stopped drinking again. Well, salute to you. Yeah, she deserves it, man. People are watching that show just because of her. All right, Lovecraft Country star Jonathan Majors. He is going to be starring in Ant-Man 3. So congratulations to him. I don't know anything about Love- Ant-Man. Oh, I love it. Ant-Man's cool. I like Ant-Man. It's, it's a dope franchise. But uh, Lovecraft Country. Drop on the clues bonds for Lovecraft Country. Boy, that is my favorite new show. Me and the wife watch that every Sunday. That is a great, great show on uh, HBO. Went, went a little far this Sunday. But, yeah, <laughs> you were excited if you're about not, it. If you're, if, you're not, if you're not pushing the limits and um, going to the edge, I don't think you're doing your job. So great job, Lovecraft Country. Well, Jonathan Majors is supposed to star as the iconic villain King the Conqueror. Really? If that means something to you. Mm-hmm. You got so excited. Look at you. No, Kane is a um a, a, a super villain in Marvel. Like he's a he's a big deal. Wow. He's also supposed to be he's a time uh, traveler. Starring in the Netflix Western The Harder They Fall as well. So a lot of big things happening for him. Now, rumor has it that Lady Gaga is going to be an X-Man. I don't know if y'all have seen that story. So uh they said that as she they're trying to get her to play Emma Frost. Okay. Now, I'm only doing these Marvel stories because I know you're interested, Charlemagne. Yeah, because I have no idea what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I mean, listen, right Marvel, Marvel, Marvel has been dropping the ball on the X-Men franchise, you know, since day one. But now that, you know, they're all one conglomerate, since it's all under the Marvel umbrella, I hope for them to uh, to be better. 
But I, I'm, I'm more excited about um, Homie playing King the Conqueror than I am Lady Gaga playing Emma Frost for now. All right, and Ray J has filed for a divorce from Princess Love, and he does want joint custody of the children. This isn't the first time they've been talking about divorce. Back in May, Princess Love filed for divorce, and they got back together. She actually withdrew that. But now Ray J is the person who is filing for a divorce. So All right, I'm Angela. Hmm? I, I, hope, I wanted them to work it out. I thought they were working it out. I did, Maybe too. they're trying. Maybe they're trying. Maybe they'll get back. Hopefully Ray J wasn't being petty. Hope he wasn't being petty and... Uh, just just got back with her so he could be the one to file the divorce. I doubt it. They looked like they were first. happy during this pandemic with the two of them together with the baby and posting video, but maybe things just aren't working out. Who knows, you know? All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we got front page news. What are we talking about, Yeezy? Yes, would you like to see Joe Rogan moderate a debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump? All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. We want to pay your bills. Win $1,000 towards your expenses. Thanks to our partner, The General. Get a lot for a little at The General Insurance for coverage you deserve at prices you can afford. Visit TheGeneral.com today. Go to BreakfastClubOnline.com to enter and get rules. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Last night in sports, the Titans beat the Broncos 16-14. Now, what else we got, Yee? There was another game. Say what mm-hmm. the other game was. The was Giants. The New York Giants versus Played the Pittsburgh the Steelers. Steelers. I don't know mm-hmm. what the score was. 26-16, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Giants lost. What else okay. we got, Yee? <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about what could potentially be happening. Could there be a debate between Joe Biden and Donald Trump that is moderated by Joe Rogan? Would y'all like to see that? That'd be, uh, that'd be a great, that'd be amazing. Yes, I would like to see that. Well, here's what Joe Rogan had to say. You be the control mechanism to the candidates like a Biden-Trump debate with Joe Rogan hosting. I would want that. First of all, I'd want no one else in the room. And you would have to stream it live so no one can edit it. Nope. And I would want them in there for hours. We get to hear yeah. what they actually believe in, yeah. what they're going to do, who they're going to appoint, yeah. what judges are going to be coming in, what policies from gun control to yes. all of it. Yes. Can't, why, why can't we right. have that? We should have that. This is 2020. Yeah, and Trump said he wants to do it. And, I mean, listen, I, I think that Trump has his finger on the pulse of things in a way Biden cannot because Trump was not a career politician. He's a reality show star, executive producer, celebrity apprentice, so he understands theater. This would be really meeting yeah. people where they are by being on the Joe Rogan podcast. I don't know I, I don't know how comfortable I would feel for Biden doing it, though. I'll be honest I with you. I don't feel comfortable with Biden in any debate. I don't care where they would be at. Mm-hmm. But on Joe Rogan would be great. Mm-hmm. All right, L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva has issued a challenge to LeBron James. Now, he challenged him during an interview on Monday to match a reward for the Compton gunman who shot two police officers. Here's what he said. This challenge is to LeBron James. I want you to match that and that double that reward because I know you care about law enforcement. You expressed a very, very uh, interesting statement about your perspective on race relations and on officer-involved shootings and the the impact that it has on the African-American community. I appreciate that. But likewise, we need to appreciate that respect for life goes across professions, across races, creeds. And I'd like to see LeBron James step up to the plate and double that. 
Why, but why call out LeBron? Why not somebody else? Why not Kim Kardashian, Jack Nicholson? Why, why not why LeBron, of all people? Well, maybe he feels like, you know, LeBron is very outspoken on social media about all these census killings of unarmed black men so and unarmed black people in general. So maybe because he's outspoken, this sheriff wants to get attention by targeting him. Listen, man, I'm sure and- LeBron James... Uh, doesn't want police officers just being gunned down in the street, just like he doesn't want civilians to be gunned down by police officers. The difference is LeBron will show that he cares for both, and police officers act like they only care about one. LeBron knows that respect for life goes both ways, but do the police know that is the question. Mm. Right, he wants him to match that uh, amount of money. All right, and I know you want to discuss this one more time, but some people were saying there was an alleged UFO in New Jersey. Did you guys see it? I seen video after. Now, they're saying it wasn't a UFO, right? They're saying it was a police drone. A drone. Is that what they're saying? <laughs> of course. Of course they would say that. Okay, well, let me ask you a question, right? Yes, sir. If you're the police officers in New Jersey and you know that you're putting a drone in the sky, wouldn't you tell people so they weren't stopping and rubbernecking on the highway and pulling over on the highway to get out? Why would you cause mass commotion if you knew you was going to be putting a police drone out there? Why they got to tell us that after the fact? Well, if you put a police drone up there, it's probably for surveillance, and you don't want to tell anybody that you're yeah. doing hey surveillance. Guys. Hey, guys. Really? Surveillance at- really? So so just put this big-ass thing in the sky that looks like a UFO and cause a bunch of pandemonium instead of telling people, hey, there's cameras here, or there's a big-ass surveillance thing flying in the sky. You know, like, stop it. But there's drones in the sky all the time that the government sends out, so it's not anything unusual. That was very unusual. Have drones. Did you see the video? Yeah, so Did you see the video? Drones we that, didn't see it fly away, though. I wanted to see it fields. fly away. Like, nobody seen it fly away. What, what happened to it? Did it go? Did it disappear? What happened to that drone? I have no idea. I just know that it's very arrogant uh, to think that there is not a life out there on other planets or other life forms that exist in other universes. And guess what? It's also very arrogant to think that humans are probably the smartest uh, uh, creatures in this whole solar system. I doubt it. Okay? Just well, look at how diverse the Earth is. Astronomers have seen possible hints of life in Venus's clouds, so now they are saying that, so we'll mm-hmm. see. And they have no idea what's going on out there. <laughs> they, they really don't. My little daughter loves watching planet videos, and it's just like, they, they don't, they, all those dwarf planets, like five little dwarf planets, Pluto's no longer a planet. It's all types of stuff I'm sitting around like, wow, that's not what they taught us in school. They have no idea what's going on out there. They think All right, now... As people are preparing to figure out going back to school and opening up workplaces, they have reported the most new COVID-19 cases since the pandemic began, according to the World Health Organization. They said said the highest single-day increase in global infections since the pandemic began was on Sunday. So the U.S. is nowhere near rounding the corner of COVID-19 cases, according to Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh, And so we're not nowhere near out of the woods yet. No, not at all. I was just telling Charlamagne behind the scenes, a couple of students at my daughter's school uh, got COVID. And now the the whole dorm, I believe it's a freshman dorm, uh, has to be quarantined. Thank God it's not my daughter's dorm. But, yeah, I mean, it's scary because you just don't know. In Florida, case COVID-19 cases among children there have jumped 26% in a month since schools reopened. Mm. Yeah, expected to get uh, even worse leading up to the election. And... Uh, if, if the if the Democrats win in November third, we'll we'll round the corner after that. Hmm. And Michigan State University fraternities and sororities have been ordered to quarantine right now, and that's because of surging infections as well. 
How much of this right. is being weaponized though because it is an election year though? Like how much of it is like uh, how much how much gas do you think they're throwing on the fire because sure it is an election year? I'm sure. It, 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 I mean, it's it feels a real like thing. that sometimes. It, of course it it's is, a, but it just feels yeah, a, it, it 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 has these ebbs and flows, and sometimes I feel like they're throwing a lot, a lot, a lot of gas on the fire because um, it is an election in November. And you just don't know what's being weaponized and not, what's right. really going on sometimes. All right. I don't know, but I think they knew all along that once schools reopen, the cases would surge. And there's right. things are starting to open back up. So, All right. Well, that is your front page news. Now, when we come back, Pastor Michael Todd will be joining us. He's the author of Relationship Goals, and we're going to kick it with him when we come back. All right? So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line. We got Pastor Michael Todd. Welcome, brother. What's going on, everybody? How y'all feeling this morning? We good, Peace, man. King. We good. I'm, I'm blessed, black, and highly favored, man. You are blessed, black, and highly favored. I am excited to be here with y'all today, man. This is going to be fun. All right. Now, well, let's start from the beginning. Michael, what got you pastor? into the church? How'd you get into yeah. the church and wanted to become a pastor? Um, I never wanted to become a pastor. Let's just go ahead and start that just like it is, man. Um, I was born and raised um, in a house uh, that really believed in faith. Um, but I wilded out as a teenager and um, was in places and spaces that really had me in dark, uh, a dark place, man. And uh, I just remembered the faith that I grew up with and the things that my mom would speak over me. And I saw all um, through my childhood, and it was like this religious thing. And um, at some moment in my life when I was going through relational problems and losing a lot, um, I went back to that faith and really started to dive deep in it, man. And the dark that was all around me became lighter. I just saw a little bit of light, man, and it started changing me. And I was a music mm. producer, so I did stuff in music. And so um, what ended up happening is uh, a church asked me to help them with their music. And uh, mm -hmm. it was like this gateway into this whole nother world. I was going for a paycheck, and it ended up changing my life and transforming the way that I thought and transforming the way that I saw people. And uh, I started out as the sound man in this church, and I went from the sound man to working with the youth to working with the pastor, and I was the lead pastor of the church. So you're just as shocked as I am that I'm a pastor <laughs> at this current moment right now. Now, you have this book out called Relationship Goals, and we hear that phrase so much, right? On social media, people look at a couple and they be like, oh, my gosh, that's relationship goals. Oh, that's me. And then you see it's really not at some point. And so we have to have our own relationship goals. So what made you decide to write this book and what can we learn from it? Because I sucked at relationships. Like, that's what made me write this book. Um what ended up happening was, I, I told you again, I grew up in church and all this other stuff. And what ended up happening is they never told you anything about how to have a successful relationship. There was only one rule. Don't have sex until you get married. And I broke that <laughs> one like a long time ago. And so mm -hmm. it's like after, after that, then what? Like, how do you communicate? How do you navigate? How do you, how do you deal with the things that you may have seen prematurely or happened to you prematurely? Like, mm -hmm. how do you go with that? And so people literally live their life 
collecting all of this relational baggage, and then they try to pursue and promote an image on Instagram, Facebook with their friends that is something that is not really even attainable or real. And I always tell people, God doesn't bless who you pretend to be. He blesses who you really are. And, right. and so many so many people are trying to present a relationship goal, but they really are just business partners, or they really are just, uh, um, um, I'm going to try to keep it censored in PG right now, but they just booty calls. You understand? Like, it's just friends with benefits. And um, me and my wife, we've been married 10 years. We've been together since um, she was 14 and I was 15. So what ended up happening, she's my high school sweetheart, but I had 10 months of insanity thinking like, yo, there's so much more out there. I can't just settle down with this one person. And God had given me a gift, but because I had no idea of relationship, I went out searching for all kinds of stuff, broke our heart, did all of these different things. And um, we, we had 10 months of insanity that ended up in 10 years of building trust again. Mm -hmm. And all of the things that I learned through this process of, of, of trust and of communication and about myself, I really said, if I ever get a platform and an opportunity to tell somebody that was like me how to actually do relationship, I would. And um, I did this series coming off of a sabbatical um, in 2017 called Relationship Goals, and it went viral. Like, nobody was watching. Nobody was uh, um, checking for our church. And um, I just remember looking up, and a million people had watched the message. And I was like, what is going on? And then it was 2 million people that watched it and 3 million people that watched it. And I was like, man, there's something here that people actually need to know. And um, so we put it in a book form and really are just trying to help people win in relationship. That's it. Now, when was the 10-month timeline? Because you say y'all was together from 15 to 14. You're telling yeah. me that in this whole time y'all been together, you only had 10 months of insanity? No, that the 10 months of insanity was the thing where I wilded out. And it okay. started 10 months or 10 years of building trust back. So so, gotcha. so, what ended up happening is I went and got with another girl, and then I went and got with another girl. She went and got with the one Negro I can't stand. I don't call him a nigga. She went and got with the one nigga I couldn't stand. And <laughs> like all of these different things started happening, and we knew we were supposed to be together, but now we had all of this relational baggage that we were trying to carry into a door that was only fit for two people, and we were bringing five people into it. And, mm. and, and so many people now are trying to figure out why isn't this working? Why can't we make it through this? Why can't we sit down? Because usually we're carrying baggage, sexual baggage, relational baggage, emotional baggage from all these other relationships, even if it's not public, even if it's relationships that are in the DMs and emotional relationships at the water cooler and the things that we're fantasizing back, we're carrying all of that into this relationship that is supposed to be between two individuals, but some of us is between five, 10, 15, 20. Yeah, I was going to say the you best thing about that. our community is is we never talk about relationship. Like growing up, you, you you there's no way to learn that. You don't talk about that in the barbershop. You don't talk about that with your no. parents. So that gives people an opportunity to be like, damn, they're dead. Because a lot of times you just think it's just you. But then when you open yeah. up a little bit, you'd be like, damn, they're going through what I'm going through. Oh, they're having the same conversations, which is great because it opens up that conversation and allows you to talk to your spouse or, you know, or your significant other, you know? That's why I 
this book relationship goals because the problem specifically in the black community is either we go through relationships and they lasted all this time and there's all these secrets and stuff in the background like your sister mm-hmm. may not be your brother and all of these different <laughs> things and we just make it through or we go the opposite way is like I don't need a relationship I'm just gonna knock down who I need to knock down mm-hmm. and then I'm gonna moving and all this other stuff. And honestly, I really do believe at the end of the day, if you get that person to the bare form of who they are, they're not whole. They really do want, there is nothing like um, having somebody to look at and you know, they got your back. You got their back. You've been through thick and thin. There's nothing like that. And I think God put it on inside of everybody to desire relationship. All of us desire relationship. It's just that sometimes the pain that comes with relationship would make us kind of be away from it. So I just trying to help people hit the goal and share through my journey um, of how they can actually win at marriage, dating, and sex. All right, we got more with Pastor Michael Todd. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Pastor Michael Todd. Yee. How do you reset, right? So let's talk about your reset once you mess up, because that is also advice that a lot of people need help with. And how did you mess up? Yes. When she said mess up, what do you mean mess up? Because there's levels of messing up. I, I, let's be very clear. I had sex with somebody else, and I was, <laughs> I was, cheat, I was cheating on, on my um, girlfriend, soon-to-be wife. What ended up happening, um, the girl told her, which was like the most devastating situation that ever happened mm-hmm. in history because it was like, I'm blindsided. I come to get a hug, and she's like, I'm about to kill you. And it's just like, what is going on? Why did she tell on you? She wanted to be with you and thought that that was going to cause her to break up? Uh, you know that when you're messing with um, um, beautiful women of the Lord um, and their hearts get involved in things that happen, um, I really honestly believe it was supposed to happen because I would have still been living in darkness right now had I gotten away with this secret. Had, right. had, had this thing been able to stay under the radar and, and mm-hmm. be able to get, and the crazy thing is there's so many people right now that are living with secrets, that are living with things that have happened that they've never told anybody, and they want to be free. They want to live in the light. They want to be able to walk into another thing, but it just feels like I can never let this out. That was the greatest thing that ever happened to me is that I got found out because it made me force my own crap. And when I was able wow. to force my own crap, I was able to then find the things in me that had nothing to do with Natalie, had nothing to do with that young lady. What I was trying to feel was an insecure little boy with sex and with pornography and with all of these different things. And so that was the greatest thing that happened to me. And when that happened to me, I had to make a decision. And this is what most people don't do. They have to make a decision. Do they want to live the same way or do they want to actually change? And I decided that I was about to lose the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my life because I wanted to stay comfortable. And comfort and growth do not go together. So I had to decide to live comfortably uncomfortable for the next decade of my life. And this is why I'm telling you, if you're not ready to actually change, if you're not ready to actually make things different, you might not want to go down this process. But It was, I can look back and honestly say, when I look at my family, when I look at the influence, when I look at who I am in the bed snuggling with my wife and what I feel, I make the greatest decision of my life because that crap made me actually become who I am today. And now I can share my flaws, my experiences, 
and my um, victories with other people and hopefully help them win. So the first, first, the first thing people w would ask is, is how did you get back home? Like, how did your wife forgive you? How, how did you get that trust if that trust is even still there? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. So the thing that I want to say to everybody, that trust is lost in buckets and it's earned back in drops. I'm going to say that one more time Perfect for example. everybody. Yep. Absolutely. Trust is lost in buckets. I mean, you can make one mistake and all the trust goes out, but it's earned back in drops. And that's why you have to decide that you're going to stick in it no matter what. I had to literally lose my pride and be mm -hmm. super humble and come back. Here are the codes to everything. Here, who are you on the phone with? Here, you want to talk to them? Like, I had to reach <laughs> and most people. Most people don't do that because it shouldn't take all of that. It, you know what I'm saying? You don't trust me. You don't go back and all that other stuff. No, they don't trust you. <laughs> like, you've already <laughs> let the budget go out. And you got to gain those drops back. And I'm telling you that every day that I woke up and I was humble enough to come back to her and be able to admit that I was wrong. I said sorry for the same thing for years. Do you know how much that that works on all of your pride and what mm -hmm. ended up happening? I understood what the Bible talks about when it says love is patient, love is kind, love keeps no record of wrong. It, it, it's long suffering. All of those different things started to be developed in me because there was days where I was like, you already know I'm sorry. Like, like you already know who I'm talking to. Like, <laughs> Why did you sound like Kanye just now? <laughs> <laughs> you sounded like just like Kanye when you said that. You already know I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the truth, man. I, I, I literally had to do that. And what I found out is that I became a better man. I'm a husband that I, uh, I, I, I am today because I walked that road of humility. And um, I've been able to counsel and help tons of marriages and tons of relationships and tons of single people. Um, not because this is something ethereal I'm talking about. This is something I actually lived through. And um, it's helping people. All right. Hey, Pastor Todd, I'm going to tell you something, <laughs> man. Um, I like a lot of the things that you're saying. Well, boy, you better be who you say you are. Because if you get caught with some of these Jezebels out here, it's gonna, you're going to have to burn the car down. Hey, listen, bro. The one thing that I'm making a commitment to be is faithful <laughs> to my wife. I'll stop doing all of this before yeah. I lose what matters. And, that's, and right. that's, for me, bigger than anything. I'll never travel alone. And I got accountability all around me. And I got people that will tell me, sit down and shut up. Like, I got all of that in my life. And honestly, mm -hmm. more than um, there's a scripture that my mom told me when I was young that always comes up. Psalms 119. How does a young man or a young woman keep his way pure by hiding himself in the word of God, man? So I stay in the things that continue to build me up and uh, stay away from the things uh, that don't. All right, we got more with Pastor Michael Todd. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Pastor Michael Todd. Charlemagne? Now, Pastor Todd, do you ever get tempted? Hell yeah. Like, I, I'm trying to figure <laughs> out, like, wh why do people think that when you get married, when you're a pastor, when you're, I'm human, human. I'm man, so I get tempted everywhere. Um, but the one thing that I have now is openness, and I can tell my wife. I can I can talk to my my guys. I can I can speak openly about the things that are tempting me, and I can I can um, find safety in community. And so I, I really do believe those are some of the key components, whether you believe or don't believe in God, that everybody needs community. So wait a minute. Everybody needs body. 
that you can really be honest with. So you tell your wife, hey, babe, I was tempted today? That, that's the conversation you have? Yes. I will literally text my wife and be like, babe, I'm thirsty. I need a drink. And she'll be like, come home and get a gut. Like, during the Oh, but see, that's different, though. That ain't saying that you got to thirst for something else. <laughs> right, yeah, that's yeah, just yeah. saying you thirsty. I ain't, that don't mean you want to go see somebody. You ain't saying, hey, baby, I'm thirsty, and it's a drink over here right now that I might partake in. And you ain't saying that. Did yeah, you, you ain't saying that. Did you and your... Wait, hold on, hold on. Did you and your wife have a conversation about Pastor John Gray and everything that happened with him? Yeah, that's my guy, man. And we definitely, we pray for him. We've reached out. We call. And, and those are the things that I'm saying, like, even right now, like, that transparency and having people that you can be around to speak to you and pray for you, um, we're, we're, that's my guy. Like, we're, we're praying for the best and we're praying for every party involved because all of us, everybody, me included, with my hand up, that may be me 10 years from now. Like, I don't want it to no, be, nobody else to be where they end up that they don't want to be. And I just, yeah. I know that community and right relationship. Um, and this is the key, y'all. It's transparency. It's not honesty. Everybody talks about being honest. But honest is telling the truth when you're asked. And the, the honest to God truth is most people don't ask the question that you need to be honest about. So I've decided to be transparent. Transparent is offering it up when there's no way for anybody to know. Hey, I looked at this. I saw this. I was in the hotel and this came on and I watched it for five minutes and I need you to know that this is what happened. Like that's the level of transparency that will create trust. And when you have trust in a relationship, you can go through anything and be able to come out on the other side better. I believe that. I love, I love Pastor John Gray too. That's a good brother. He, um, you know, we just fall short sometime, I guess. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's one of the things that everybody has to be very, very cautious about. Um, casting stones because you never yeah. know every rock that hits me now is sitting at my feet and now when somebody else goes through a situation you got a lot of rocks to throw and that's right. why I, I tell people all the time man it, it's it's not good for us to cast anything on anybody else because we don't know the backstory of anybody's situation but we can pray for those people reach out to them love them and uh, support them through whatever they're going through I, I got one last question. I, I heard that you take a month sabbatical from social media for your for your mental and spiritual health. Is that, that true? Yes, sir. Today is my first day back in the office. This is the first thing I've done in seven weeks. Wow. Um, wow. Every year, um, me and my wife, since we became the pastor of the Transformation Church, I was um, told by a mentor, uh, Tim Ross, he said, um, if you don't do this, he said, the success will kill you. And I was like, huh? Like, people don't realize that success is a trauma. They, they act like success is just all good, but being successful is trauma. It's impactful. Whether it's little T trauma or big T trauma, it's getting used to new things. It's getting used mm. to um, having so much privacy and all those other things. And so I take mm. some time. I focus on my wife. Um, we take my kids, I have three kids that are seven, five, and two. We take them and we spend a day, a week, doing something different with them every day and creating memories and making homemade T-shirts. I do mm -hmm. stuff all around the house. Me and my wife go on a beautiful vacation. And then I take a week just to go sit in a random hotel uh, with my security down the hall and I pray and I write and I seek. And that's what Relationship Goals came out of. It was the first message I spoke off of a sabbatical. 
and it went viral. And I believe it was because I was clear. And, you know, um, some people may not agree with this, but we're in such a hustle grind culture that people gain things and they lose their soul. Like they got more M's in the bank, but their family doesn't love them. They mm -hmm. achieved this level of success and gained all of these property, but they don't know their purpose. And I just, I just decided that um, it, it's crazy. Like I'm saying this right now, but um, the book, man, all glory to God, bro, was was New York Times number one New York Times bestseller for three weeks and was 15 weeks on the New York Times bestseller. And wow. I went on sabbatical, and I sacrificed being on the New York Times bestsellers list. And I even sacrificed doing this interview with y'all. Like, we were supposed to do it before, and then I was like, ah, I got to go on sabbatical, and I can't break that. And I really do believe that that sacrifice, even by world standards and culture standards, be like, that's stupid. How would you da 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 da? I think I'm gaining value in places where it really matters. And so um, I feel better, man. I'm excited about the future right now because I'm refreshed. All right. Well, we got to leave with a prayer, bravo. So, you know, <laughs> let's, let's leave with a prayer. Let's do it. Uh, God, today, we just thank you for every person that is listening and watching. I specifically pray, pray for DJ Envy and Charlemagne and Angela. Father, I thank you for the vessels that they are and who they are to become. For every person that is watching this right now that may be going through relationship trouble, whether it be with a, a spouse, uh, a baby mama, a baby daddy, whether it's with a child or a father or a mother, God, I'm asking you that you would put your light on the area of that relationship that needs your love in it. I thank you that you want people to win in relationships. And I thank you that you are giving people the courage to do the work that's going to cause them to actually hit their relationship goals. I thank you that anybody that's watching today, their day gets better. I thank you that they have joy. I thank you that they walk in love. And I thank you that they will be transformed. Thank you for this moment on this platform to represent you. And I thank you that you'll keep us until we come together again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much, brother. Make sure you pick up his book again. Thank you, Pastor Michael Todd. We appreciate you for checking in, brother. Everybody, it's DEJ, Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Kanye West. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, in a series of tweets, Kanye West is making all kinds of demands. Now, he said, I'm not putting no more music out till I'm done with my contract with Sony and Universal on God. In Jesus' name, come and get me. I'm the second richest black man in America. I need all my people with me for us to get free. I need a public apology from J. Cole and Drake to start with immediately. I'm Nat Turner. I'm fighting for us. I'm waiting to meet with Sean Carter also. I deleted that tweet about riches. The wealth is in our love of family and our brothers and our service to God. Let's rise up. Let's communicate. Let's stop killing each other. Let's show God that we are God's people. My ego gets the best of me too. God doesn't measure us by money in his kingdom. Let's love each other. I love my brothers and I miss my friends. Real talk. I'm sure Steve Stott was hurt that he didn't do the McDonald's deal. Steve's a good man. Trav is a good man. My brothers, let's rise up. We don't even own these companies. I have the utmost respect for all brothers. We need to link and respect each other. No more dissing each other on labels we don't own. I'm not industry, bro. I don't care. I'm in service to Christ. We need world healing. I miss my brothers. I refuse to argue with black men on labels we don't own, even Twitter. My bad. I meant Sean. No disrespect to my big bro. And then he said he needs to see everybody's contract at Universal and Sony. He said, I'm not going to watch my people be enslaved. I'm putting my life on the line for my people. 
The music industry and the NBA are modern day slave ships. I'm the new Moses. Use the government money and buy land. We have to evolve. We have to evolve. Well, God bless Kanye. He means well. Uh, but narcissistic personality disorder is a mental condition in which people have an inflated sense of their own importance, a deep need for excessive attention and admiration, and troubled relationships and a lack of empathy for others. And that sometimes, I think, clouds his messages only because he does tend to lead with ego at first, but then he comes back to reality like he did later on in those tweets. But he means well. But I think it's also very important to note that when Kanye wasn't a billionaire, he was complaining that he couldn't help people or be truly free, and he was an, a, a new slave. And now that he's listed as a billionaire, he's still complaining about not being free. So that should tell y'all, money doesn't bring you the means to freedom. However, a, a person can still be enslaved by their thoughts, however rich they are. Mm-hmm. All right, well, Andrew Gillum has done his first sit-down interview since his hotel scandal with another man. And he sat down with Tamron Hall for the new season of her show. This is her second season. In this interview, he did say for the first time publicly that he is bisexual. Everyone believes the absolute worst about that day. I I literally got broken down to my most bare place, to the place where I wasn't even sure that I wanted to live, not because of what I had done, but because of everything that was being said about me. What was most hurtful was this belief that I was somehow living a lie in my marriage and in my family. And to be very honest with you, when you didn't ask the question, um, you put it out there, is whether or not I identify as gay. And the answer is I don't identify as gay, but I do identify as bisexual. Now, Angel Gillum's wife, RJ, was there with him as well. And she talks about their marriage and everybody has their own ways that they uh, deal with their relationships. There are couples who have open marriages. There are couples who have all kind of different covenants with one another that everybody else doesn't know. And at the point where you have to reveal your covenant to the world to then be criticized or questioned, that's a lot of pressure. And so I've told him before that, you know, saying yes was solely about me and you. It wasn't about me, you, and the world. So I don't know. You know, someone has asked me before, would you have made a different decision? And I had to say, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, salute to Andrew and RJ. I mean, basically, I mean, from what I took from it, they're saying all that to say that Andrew's bisexual and they have an open relationship. That's what I took from it. Right, so they're working, so they working it out. On a so they're working it They've out. been working it out. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, you know, Andrew Gillum is back in the public eye because politics is in him. I do, if I if I put my mind to that. Uh, there is not a thing that has happened um, in my life, scandalous or not, to cause me to believe that if I have service to give an elected office as a means in order to render that, that I couldn't do that. Now, would it be hard? Absolutely. But Donald Trump is president. Donald Trump is like, don't you bring me into this, okay? <laughs> how, how, how dare you, all right? Yeah, now, I may like my prostitutes, and they may be on me, allegedly, but ain't no pictures, okay? Goodness gracious. We don't know that. There might be some video. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. Goodness gracious. I just want, but also, too, I just need everybody to know, everybody. I get what you mean when you say Donald Trump is the president, but Donald Trump is not the bar, people. Now, come on. Nah, he should not be the bar for anybody. All right? Don't compare yourself to the worst. All right? Compare yourself to the best. That should be the bar, whoever you think that that is. All right. All right. Well, who are you giving your donkey to? 
You know, we need uh, two women named Shauna Kenville and Betty Jake of Utah to come to the front of the congregation. We like to have a word with them. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Download the DraftKings app and use code ENVY to get a free shot at millions of dollars up for grabs this week with your first deposit. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. You get donkey of the day, yeah, you dumb ass. You get donkey of the day, yeah, you dumb ass. You are a donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. Donkey of the day, huh? I'm going to fatten all that shit around your eye. They want this man to throw them blows, man. They're waiting for Charlemagne to tap these gloves. Let's go. You have to make a judgment of who was going to be on the donkey of the day. They chose you. Yeah. It's a breakfast club, bitches. Who's donkey of the day today? Donkey of the Day for Tuesday, September 15th goes to a Utah woman named Shauna Kinville and Betty Jake. Two Utah women, by the way. Uh, Shauna and Betty are the type of people that Donkey of the Day was created for. This segment is strictly to give people the credit they deserve for being stupid, and Shauna Kinville is really dumb. Like, so, so, so dumb. Like, Antoine Dotson needs to be calling them dumb dumb. So See, Shauna dumb. was speaking at an anti-mask rally. I would never understand people who don't want to wear a mask during this pandemic. If you know COVID-19 is out there, if you are upset that that goddamn coronavirus has completely ruined your year, you lost your job, your money is funny, you don't know what to do with your kids in regards to schooling, virtual learning is driving you crazy, and you want to get back to some sense of normalcy as soon as possible, wear a damn mask. Like, I don't understand what y'all fighting against. What's all the fuss about? This is exactly why we need Thanos to pull up on the wheel and humble some of you American earthlings because y'all are the most selfish, self-centered, arrogant, egotistical, narcissistic bastards I have ever encountered in my life. Okay, if you are choosing not to wear a mask, not only do you not care about other people, you don't even care about yourself. Okay, a mask is just what-if insurance. Doesn't matter if you think COVID is a hoax. What if it's not? I don't expect to get in car accidents every day, but I have life insurance because what if I do? In life, you should what if everything. Always err on the side of caution. It costs you nothing to protect yourself. Wear a mask when you out and about. Okay, some of y'all are very cosmetically challenged anyway, so a mask helps. When you out in public, put your mask on so you only look medium ugly for the day. Okay, mask fish some people. That's not, that's not enticing enough for you? Okay, well, I don't know what to tell you then. I've heard a million great reasons to wear a mask. One, and the most important, is it helps to stop the spread of coronavirus. Duh. But I haven't heard one good reason, not one, to not wear a mask, okay? But just for laughs, let's go to KTVX, ABC4 to listen to Shauna Kenville and Betty Jake speak on why they are anti-mask. Now, hundreds have gathered here in front of the Washington County Administration building, calling for the end of a mask mandate, saying they are tired of not living their normal lives. A passionate call for action Friday morning in St. George. Several police officers on standby as many locals called concerns about coronavirus spikes overblown. Some rally attendees say they shouldn't ever wear masks if they have any medical issues or mental health concerns or if they feel they simply can't breathe. When George Floyd was saying, I can't breathe, and then he died, and now we're wearing a mask, and we say, I can't breathe, but we're being forced to wear it anyways. I'll tell you another reason I'd hate masks. Most child molesters love them. If you ever needed a pure definition of a false equivalency, 
uh, comparing not being able to breathe in a mask to George Floyd not being able to breathe because he was being murdered by a police officer named Derek Chauvin. Uh, uh, Shauna just gave it to you, okay? Um, the masks are meant to protect you from getting the virus and protect others from you potentially spreading the virus, okay? You wear it in public, all right? You get in your car, you take it off. You get home, you take it off. George Floyd didn't have the option of taking Derek Chauvin's knee off his neck. Like, that was never an option. In fact, wearing a mask in public is our opportunity as civilians to protect and serve one another, something Derek Chauvin and all the officers involved in the murder of George Floyd failed to do. Uh, can we hear Shauna and Betty again? When George Floyd was saying, I can't breathe, and then he died, and now we're wearing a mask, and we say, I can't breathe, but we're being forced to wear it anyways. I'll tell you another reason I'd hate masks. Most child molesters love them. Betty Jake said all the child molesters wear a mask. Hmm. Do you feel like that when you are at your Klan rallies? Do you think the KKK stands for kids, kids, kids? By your logic, yes, it does. And if you apply that same energy to the KKK, that all of them who wear masks are child molesters, I might agree with you. But when it comes to folks just trying to protect themselves from coronavirus, no. Okay? Uh, I'm not offended by Shauna and Betty. Okay? Uh, I'm not appalled by Shauna and Betty. I'm not disgusted by Shauna and Betty. I'm just American. And I accept it. I understand it. Uh, this is the country that we live in. Some of us care. Some of us don't. It's really just that simple. Simple. Some of us have empathy. Some of us don't. Okay? Empathy is seeing with the eyes of another, listening with the ears of another, and feeling with the heart of another, which is something Americans like Shauna and Betty just simply can't do. Okay? We listen to Shauna and Betty and wonder why they sound dumb. Well... It's because the highest form of knowledge is empathy. When you don't have it, you sound like a complete donkey. Please let Chelsea Handler give Shauna and Betty the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw. That is way too much Dan Mayonnaise. Shauna Kenville and Betty Jake. All right, well, thank you for that donkey today. Mm -hmm. I wanted to play yeah. a game of guess what race it is, but it would just be pointless. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> completely, completely obvious what race they are. Yeah, pretty much. All right. When we come back, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Now, Andrew Gillum, he did an interview with Tamron Hall yesterday on her show. And this is some of the things that he said. Everyone believes the absolute worst about that day. I, I literally got broken down to my most bare place to the place where I wasn't even sure that I wanted to live, not because of what I had done, but because of everything that was being said about me. What was most hurtful was this belief that I was somehow living a lie in my marriage and in my family. And to be very honest with you, and you didn't ask the question, is whether or not I identify as gay. And the answer is I don't identify as gay, but I do identify as bisexual. So we're asking 800-585-1051. Ladies, if you found out that your man, your boyfriend, or your husband was bisexual, how would that make you feel? Would you continue to date him? Would you continue to be married with him? What are your thoughts? 800-585-1051. Oh, you sound like you got something caught in your throat, son. Like you didn't say that too smoothly. 800 like you got something caught in your throat. Was your mouth watering as you was having this conversation? 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, pull out your phone. Call in right now. Call me. 
add your opinion to the Breakfast Club topic. Break, break, break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout out to Tierman Hall on her uh her show, she had Andrew Gillum talking about uh, everything that went on with him that night in a hotel where he was found naked with another man. Uh, and he talks about it. Let's listen. Everyone believes the absolute worst about that day. I, I literally got broken down to my most bare place, to the place where I wasn't even sure that I wanted to live, not because of what I had done, but because of everything that was being said about me. What was most hurtful was this belief that I was somehow living a lie in my marriage and in my family. And to be very honest with you, when you didn't ask the question, is whether or not I identify as gay. And the answer is I don't identify as gay, but I do identify as bisexual. So 800-585-1051, ladies, what would you do, all right? Or not even ladies, if, if that was your man and you found out that he was bisexual, would you stay? What would you do? So mm. while Yee's getting herself together, let's start with you, Charlamagne. What would you do? You just want to start with me because you want to start with me. Okay? <laughs> I don't want to start with you. I'm just asking. Can y'all hear me? Just asking. All right. Yeah, we can hear you, Yee. I'm just asking you what you, you do. All right, let me go to Yee. Well, you, first you of all, be, yes, yeah, oh, Okay, there you go. Answer. Go. I mean, I can go. I we mean, should, listen, all I'm saying is. A better question. We should ask Charlamagne's wife what she would do. Um, No. I'm, I'm, I'm just glad that. <laughs> I'm glad I'm glad that Andrew Gillum is living his truth. You know what I mean? It just always feels like discussing this part of a person's life is impeding on their healing process. And like I hate how we have to give explanations for things. Like I understand mm-hmm. when you're a public figure, you have to do it. But here's the thing. I didn't know what was going on in Andrew Gillum's bedroom before this. I don't care what's going on now. I just want that brother and his queen RJ to find healing. And I just simply want to give other humans the same grace I want from God. Now, would I expect my wife to stay? depends if we had an understanding from the beginning probably but I still embarrassed her you know it's still the conversation about the meth in the room and all of that other type of stuff so I I I don't know I don't know all right now Angeli what would you do if your boyfriend uh you found out that your boyfriend was bisexual uh what how did would you I do? find out is the question did he tell me was it that he was sneaking oh. around behind my back and I found out he farted and he didn't make a sound you shut up, man. People silently uh, say, fart all the time. I think that's what really matters, right? Because I think the, the worst part fart? is if somebody's well, silent farting. That's no, what really people are sneaking around behind your back without telling okay. you. Yes, that's the part. Mm-hmm. Whether they're gay, they're straight, if they're doing that, that's the more alarming part of anything. Yes, and that's why I said I, I, I would I expect my wife to stay. It just depends if we had an understanding from the beginning, because I embarrassed her because you know clearly I was someplace that. I had no business being, she didn't know about it. And then I ended up, you know, drunk on the floor, surrounded by meth. So yes, that's a different, that's a different conversation. But if she knew from the beginning. It's also hard to too, when you're in the public eye and everyone knows about it. It's different. I think people could work out issues privately when they're not in that position and every, Mm -hmm. the whole world doesn't have to know. But when every time it's getting brought up and you Google it and it comes up, it's on the news and you're doing interviews about it. That's different. That's probably harder. And I think one thing we're going to find out on these phone calls this morning is that more people are in these type of relationships than um, than we know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go to the phone line. So, Angelie, would you stay? Well, no, but I wouldn't stay if he was with another woman either. Okay. Envy, would you right, stay? Hello. Hello. Who's this? Hi. This hey, is what's your name? From Florida. Hey, Stephanie, Stephanie. from Florida. Now, hey, Stephanie. Now, if you that your man uh, was bisexual, mm-hmm. would you stay or would you leave? What would you do? I would leave because one, I feel like that's something you should tell me in the beginning. 
So I can decide if that's something that's too much or not. So I don't Does know it if matter? you saw the okay, Let's just say this. Would it matter if he was the one penetrating or the one being penetrated? Does that make a difference? Jeez. The top feels so much better than the bottom. <laughs> It's not. It doesn't make a difference. I don't care if you're a top <laughs> or bottom. Like, you tell me and we're all committed and stuff. Like, no, I'm out. Okay. Um, okay. I, yeah. I don't know if you saw Tamron Hall yesterday, but it does seem like, um, you know, RJ knew from the beginning. So. All right. Well, thank you. I'm Andrew's wife. I read an article about it, but I didn't see it. But I did read an article while I was at work. Yes, man. Did you read the article top to bottom? Like... Shut up, man. Thank you, mama. <laughs> We're asking uh, ladies, if you found out that your man was bisexual, would you stay? Would you leave? What would you do? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Call me. Add your opinion to The Breakfast Club topic. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're taking your calls, 800-585-1051. We're asking if your man was bisexual, would you stay? All right, that is the question. Yee said no. Charlemagne said maybe. And let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's That's this? Not what I, shut up, boy. <laughs> boy. That's not what I said. Good morning. I, said, <laughs> I don't know what kinkiness he has. Good morning, mom. What's your name? Good morning. My name's Giselle. Hey, now, hey, if Giselle. you're... Um, Man, boyfriend, husband was bisexual. Would you stay? What would you do? Um, I think I would stay just because uh, I don't think sexual experiences before a relationship began are relevant to the current relationship. Um, my biggest concern if I'm married to somebody and I find out they're bisexual is why they felt like we could start a life together and they couldn't be honest from the beginning. Mm. Well, maybe bisexual means you like both men and women. So maybe he decided to settle down with a woman instead. Yeah, I don't think yeah. that's the problem. If he's with you, he's with you. So yeah. that's mm-hmm. what he likes in the moment. Yeah. You can't yeah. help who you grow in, in love with, right? Exactly. It doesn't matter yeah. to me, everyone. Love is love, so that's really I feel bad. I just feel bad love for, is for, love. For, for, for brothers like Andrew <laughs> and his wife because they got to play that out publicly. That's 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 the worst right. thing. All right, well, hello, who's this? This is Anonymous. Oh, boy. Anonymous. Right. Anonymous. Okay. This is a phone, right. this is a phone call. We can't we see go. you. You can, you can just give a fake name. Just give us a fake name. Come on. First thing this off the top Terry. of your head. Let's go. Hey, Terry. Good morning, Terry. So we're asking 800-585-1051. What would you do if you found out that your man or boyfriend or husband was bisexual? I'll leave him. I actually dated someone who was that, but he wouldn't admit it. Okay. How did you but know? How, he how did you know? know? I, I had evidence. Someone came to my house, a guy. And they were arguing outside like they were lovers. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I was kind of listening. Then I asked him, and he denied it, but he was he was doing both sides. <laughs> now, see, you can't prove that. You don't have, that's not, yeah, hard, that's not cold, hard of, facts. It was a lot of rumors. Mm-hmm. What were the rumors? Okay, so, but she like felt her, her instinct told her no. And where no, you from? They were arguing like they were lovers. I could hear them outside, like, "Oh, I'll tell her," like the other woman, but it was two dudes. Where, where, oh, where you from? Okay. Yeah, they were arguing. Where you like from? It was... What part of Atlanta are you from? You stupid. <laughs> I'm where not even from Atlanta. It's everywhere. It's not just Atlanta. I've heard oh, about Atlanta, but it's not everywhere. Where you from? 
Oh, I'm not going to even tell you. Cause <laughs> She's like, you going to know too they, much. They know my voice. Oh, they know your gotcha. voice. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you just right, so you broke up with him. Georgia. But did you break him? Now, listen, yeah, did you break exactly. up with him because he couldn't yeah. be real? If he'd have been real with you and be like, look, I do like men. No, no. I want Even if he told me that that from the beginning, it wouldn't have never happened. But because of that, I wouldn't, I didn't even want the relationship at all. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, you do have to reveal that type of information at the top of the relationship. Don't wait until right. you know I, right. things bottom out. And keep it secret and hiding it for so long. And then it come out, but I couldn't do it. I'm like, well, you should, that's right. That's information that should have been up front. Right. You don't want to hear about it from other people, too. That never feels good. And it, and it kept coming out. It was like they couldn't stop running to tell me stuff. Mm. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you. It's ugly. Thank you. Okay, Anonymous. All right. So what's the moral of the story, guys? I think the moral of the story simply should be is, uh, like I always say, just just give other humans the same grace you want from God. Because I really do hate, you know, um, discussing these type of things because it does feel like we're impeding on somebody's healing process. Because, I mean, truthfully, he didn't hurt nobody but himself. Right, Right, but they did go on Tamron Hall and talk about it. So now they're leaving people to discuss. Yeah. Absolutely. It's wide open for people to um, just go in and talk about. All right. You said that nicely. He definitely said that. And wide. listen, my whole... Why are you looking at me like away. that? Don't look at me like that. I don't like when you look at me like that, man. <laughs> look the left or look right. Don't look at me like my that. My whole takeaway from all yeah, of this Yeah, what's wrong with him, is, yo? I don't know. My whole takeaway from all of this is it is important to be honest when it comes to relationships because you also never know what people are okay with. And you'll be surprised. All right. That's well, we got rumors coming up, ye. Stop looking at me, man. You make me nervous. I'm going to Human Resources. This guy is so crazy. All right. Dancing with the Stars last night. The new season premiere was on, and we'll talk about that. Also, a commercial that aired that was super petty. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report with Angela Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. So 50 Cent has two new scripted shows coming with stars. They are really into their partnership, so I think that's amazing for him. Now he has a new show that's going to be about a female sports agent. It's a drama. And then there's also a hip-hop anthology series that's going to be happening. So uh, the first one will follow the rise of a determined young African-American woman as she breaks through and climbs to the top of the competitive and male-dominated world of sports agents. So that is inspired by an agent. um, And she's the first Black woman to represent a top three NFL draft pick. Uh, That woman is agent Nicole Lynn. Congratulations to her. 50 doing what he's supposed to do, man. He found a home at Stars, and Stars understands 50, and they respect his 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 creativity, and he's he's producing a lot of product. That's what you're supposed to do. Absolutely. Now, there's another show coming to Stars that he's doing that's based on his uh, beef with the game and Jimmy Henchman. Wow, I know that's going to have them eat it. <laughs> 50 will make money off of anything. Y'all should know that by now. Yeah, absolutely. That's his beef. So. Why not make money off of it? Yeah. Well, there you have it. All right. In addition to that, Alonzo Ball has left Rock Nation, and now he is signed on with Rich Paul's Clutch Sports Agency. So Clutch Sports is also LeBron's agency as well, as you know. Alonzo just got with Rock Nation like a month ago, right? Yeah, just a few a few months ago. Yeah. 
So he said, I wanted to lead my career picking my own representation just solely as my decision was step one in that process. For me, it was an easy call and it was the right time to make that call. Okay. All right, another mm -hmm. new show that's coming, Malcolm and Marie, Zendaya and John David Washington. It's a drama. They sold that to Netflix for $30 million. So congratulations to them. Absolutely. That movie stars John David Washington as a filmmaker. Zendaya is his girlfriend, and it follows them after they return home from a movie premiere, and then a discussion about their past relationships takes an unexpected turn. They actually filmed this during the summer in the midst of this whole coronavirus pandemic. I'm not mad at that. And I bet you they filmed mm -hmm. it for way less than $30 million, so they made a great profit, Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, they made a killing, it seems like. Yeah, and let's not forget, they're paying $20 million for that Halle Berry movie also from Netflix. So mm -hmm. there's a lot going on, you know, over at Netflix. People need content. Content is king. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not too many people were filming during this time, so good for them. Nope. All right. With Tyler Perry, with Beyond Taylor, everybody that could actually film things themselves, now they're about to reap the benefits of that. Yeah. Now, Dancing with the Stars, the new season was on last night. And did y'all see Nelly's dance? I did see Nelly no, looking didn't. a little... Nelly looked a little... Uh, he didn't look stiff. He looked like a little... I want to say hip-hop-ish, because he was, like, like bopping to his whole dance. He's yeah, a no, but he was, <laughs> he was doing the two-step to his whole dance. So, you know, I think they were doing, like, some type of salsa dance, and he was two-stepping to the whole salsa dance. Shout out to Nelly. I didn't think he did too bad. Jeannie Mai was on also... Um, Sky Jackson killed it. Now, if you also saw Sky, Sky Jackson, Jackson, I feel like it. just even from watching this first episode, I feel like she might take the whole thing. Carol she Baskin was on, be. though. You know her from Tiger King. And let me tell you what happened. You know, everybody's saying that Carol Baskin killed her ex well, killed her uh, millionaire ex-husband who went missing. Well, what happened during this episode of Dancing with the Stars is that her ex-husband, Don Lewis's daughters and attorney, bought airtime. And they actually put out this spot, this commercial. I'm Donna. I'm Don Lewis's oldest daughter. We need to know what happened to our father. Don Lewis mysteriously disappeared in 1997. His family deserves answers. They deserve justice. Do you know who did this or if Carol Baskin was involved? A $100,000 reward has been funded. You can call the tip line at 646-450-6530. Or call our office at 800-LITIGATE. Yeah, that was kind Drop of one of the clues bombs for the pettiness of it all. I like it. I like it. She look. She didn't look good dancing either. You could tell she's not a dancer. Like she looked stiff and like she wasn't there. All right. Well, you know, nobody got sent home um, last night, so that's all going to be up to people's voting, so, depending on who might win this. But I feel like they might want Carol Baskin to stay on, so maybe people will end up voting for her because sometimes it's not who's the best dancer, it's who people vote for, right? And speaking of voting, you know, we do have our own elections coming up for our country. And when it comes to driving change, there's no action as powerful as casting a vote. So Levi's is teaming up with Rock the Vote to help get as many people as possible registered and are ready to vote this fall. So whatever values are most important to you, get ready to hashtag vote about it on November 3rd. Text Levi's, that's L-E-V-I-S, to 788-683. That's L-E-V-I-S to 788-683. That's how you get those key dates, election reminders, and voters' info from Rock the Vote. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor reports. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, shout to Revolt. Everybody else will see you tomorrow. Now, the People's Choice mixes up next. Get your request in. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. 
Now, let me shout out to the credit dude, all right? Now, the credit dude, he's been on the show before, and um, with everything that's going on and me moving, one of my, uh, actually, tickets that I got actually affected my credit in a negative way. I got a ticket. It went to the wrong house. I didn't pay it. They tried to suspend my license, and it was a whole shebang, and he was able to get all that off my credit and make sure my credit was shot back up. So shout to him. I just want to say thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Shout to Jose. All yes, right. and I want to shout out to also Coffee Uplifts People. That's my new coffee company. And if you go on brooklynroasting.com, you can order some of that. And we right now we're doing this whole voting initiative. But every Tuesday until elections, we are having different pop-ups inside of the Brooklyn Roasting store on Flushing in Brooklyn. So I encourage people to stop by today and support Flappish Granola, a black-owned business based out here in Brooklyn. And we're just trying to help promote some of these businesses who have been affected by coronavirus. All right. When we come back, we got the positive note, so don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, Charlemagne, you got a positive note? Yes, I do. Uh, I would like to tell people that um, courage doesn't happen when you have all the answers. It happens when you are ready to face the questions you have been avoiding your whole life. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? You know, a lot of girls be 